0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So this is fun. This is one of our More Than Mom episodes, which, if you are brand new around here, just to explain the difference, every Tuesday we have a parenting topic, and it's much more about motherhood and parenting tends to be a little more practical. And then uh, twice a month or so on Sundays, we do these More Than Mom episodes. And it's kind of a free-for-all, Megan. It's yeah, we like,
1: talk about whatevs.
0: It's whatevs. It tends to be light and fluffy. We tend to move them kind of quickly. And when we hear back from you guys, it's kind of like you get to play along. So we yeah, usually pick a topic that. that's sort of like... I don't know, pop culture, fashion, food, things that just are fun to talk about with your girlfriends. So today I'm really excited. We are talking about something very important to all of us, and that is sleep.
1: Something we should be spending about a third of our lives doing. Yeah. It's very important. When you think
0: about it that way. Right? Well, and it's <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And um when you're in the throes of new motherhood, most right. of the sleep you think about is your baby sleep or right. your kids' sleep, or maybe the sleep that you are not getting. But we have this lovely rose-colored position that we are in now where those years are mostly behind us. And I think today we're mostly gonna talk about our own sleep quirks and habits, but of course kid wake ups, it, it filters in. <laughs> right. You know, can't it's help all related. It, yeah. um, Okay. So I'm going to launch right in Megan and I have a few kind of quick warm up questions for you. Ready? Okay. okay. What is on your nightstand right now?
1: Oh, okay. I did. I saw this question, but I did not clean up my, light, my nightstand. So <laughs> good. And you do record Today, in bed. So I do record in bed. Um, okay. So I have, for some reason I have two scented linen sprays. I don't know why I only need one. And I only use one probably once a month, but I like the way they look on my so tell me what that is have, that's like uh, a pillow my, spray it's like a yeah like a pillow spray okay. like a linen spray it makes your stuff smell good okay. I use it probably about once a month just when I'm thinking about it okay I have two bottles of lotion and a jar of like butter like body butter <laughs> okay. that's just really cute I rarely use it because it's very very um greasy I okay. got it like at a local you know like health food store or something. okay I have a candle okay that I got did I get this candle. I want to see like Anthropology or something. It's like a it was a fancy, expensive a nice one. one. It's nice. made of cut glass. It's really pretty. Um, kind of like a jadeite color. Ooh, I have two Lacroix cans. One empty. One full. <laughs> I heard from our sound engineer one time that he heard me crack a Lacroix can during an episode. <laughs> and here's the funny thing: I had no idea I did it. Like I went on total, like autopilot. Yeah. And cracked it open. I have my Philips wake up light alarm clock. Okay. which I also kind of use as a bedside lamp sometimes because it's got this nice glowing light that I find like less harsh. Nice. Um, I've got my yoga schedule taped above my nightstand. So it's not on the nightstand, but it's like right next to it. So I'm looking at that right now. I like it. I've got a Michigan coaster that my sister got me from a little Michigan gift store in her town. And then I've got my David's tea mug on top of that with a that you could see if you watched Clara and my uh, tea time video. So cute. And I've got a, a cup of uh, loose leaf English English breakfast tea. So you are with, be- uh, cream and sugar. You are beverage rich as usual. I am so beverage rich right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I put this question in. And then I forgot to look at my own nightstand and I don't record in my bed, but mine is pretty cleaned off right now. And so on mine, I have a big fat nonfiction book that is mostly decoration because I I don't really read before bed. We'll get into that. It is a book I want to read at some point this year, but it's not really what I'm currently reading. It looks pretty though. And then I have a little marble dish that we got in our FabFitFun, that Mm. pure one, um, little like
1: yeah that's actually on my other side of my bed like not my dresser next to my bed you can put
0: your rings in there I I don't really put anything in it but it looks pretty um there is a lamp on my bedside table and I don't know other things collect there but oh and there is a framed picture kind of a black and white photo that I took of my kids um and right now that's kind of it I will say it gets cluttered sometimes but right now it's kind of clean slate for the new year
1: now do you have like a double decker like a um like a multi-surfaced Like mine has a drawer and then another. Yes. um, Mine has. mm -hmm, I don't even know what's down on my second. If I put my, putting my hand down there and kind of feeling around. (laughs) Yikes. It's the abyss. Well, I think it's where all the books I'm reading and then I'm not that into fall. You know, which books are there
0: on mine. It's parenting (laughs) books that media people send us in the oh, mail it's yeah. like they don't make it to my regular bookshelves downstairs yeah. but i always think well i might want to give this to somebody or if someone like wants some parenting resources so i actually have a bunch yeah. of parenting books a lot of them very good ones but they're, that's just the the de facto shelf and then i do have a drawer that's full of like unsharpened pencils and headphones or something um,
1: i have a i'm um, uh let's see a ponytail holder that's always useful. a roll of toilet paper i must have been blowing my nose or something <laughs> one night oh my kindle fell down there last night I wonder what happened to that. Nice. Gosh. Oh, and a chapstick with the uh, lid off. Great. Nice. I think I need to do some cleaning.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> We're not even like talking about sleep yet.
1: Okay. I know. Um,
0: so tell me about your pillow, the main pillow you sleep on.
1: <clears throat> okay. So I'm very particular about pillows. I like them to be pretty squishy. Okay. And I don't really know what brand this pillow is. It's actually gotten to be almost a little too squishy. I switch my pillows up pretty often. And what I'll usually do is just, I'm not brand specific or anything. I just go to TJ Maxx and feel up their pillows <laughs> and then buy the one that feels the best to me yep um so my pillow my bed has four pillows on it and the front two pillows are the ones that I would sleep on and if I had a guest would sleep on I suppose mm-hmm. and they're very squishy and like I can feel the batting in them breaking down so mm. it probably means it's almost time to get a new one but then I also bought two firm pillows that are behind those pillows that kind of hold them up and are yeah. good for a back rest if I'm working in bed
0: yeah OK, that makes sense. I am actually not very pillow picky. I'm so picky about so many things, but I think I just once I am going to sleep, I go to sleep. You don't care anymore. Um, Brian has <laughs> like a high end, um, you know, uh, what are they called? Not memory foam, but some kind of like I know what you're
1: talking about. Good
0: for your neck and back. pillow, yeah. And it's like really heavy. So whenever I make the bed, it's like yes. three light pillows and then this like brick. And
1: they're hard to get the pillowcase on. Uh, his, because there's like, argh, I His like it's a is floor. not
0: because we have like the king size pillowcases. So oh, it actually right. kind of floats around in there. All right. My last these were meant to be quick, but you know us. Um, my last <laughs> little quickie question is how did you sleep last night? Uh, what time did you actually go to bed? And did you wake up at all in the middle of the night? And what time did you get up for good?
1: Well, I'm very excited and I know that this is supposed to be quick and we could talk about this a little bit more later. But I've had I've had really crappy sleep for the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And you know how when you have crappy sleep, you start to get anxious. Yes. Oh, totally. You're gonna have crappy sleep. And then that makes you have even worse sleep. Yep. So I've been kind of in this bad cycle, but last night was the first night my kids haven't been here in four or five days. And so I was like, it doesn't even matter. I'm just gonna stay up as late as I want and sleep until I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it took a lot of the anxiety out of it. And I actually had a really nice calming evening and I went to bed at probably about midnight and I slept. Until I've been doing this thing where I wake up at 4.30. But instead of freaking out about it Mm -hmm. and panicking, I just woke up and thought, it's okay. And then I went back to sleep and I slept until 8.30. So I got a great night's sleep. Nice. Excellent. Feeling good.
0: Um, Well, I fell asleep on the couch watching the show Billions. And then, I. but when I fall asleep on the couch... Brian looks at me. He's like, all right, we're going to bed. Like I don't, I don't sleep for an hour or anything. Like I just just drift drift off because I don't like that feeling of then having to all be all disoriented and relocate. But I did, I did fall asleep on the couch, then got up, washed my face, probably was asleep in my bed at nine (laughs) o'clock and Mm -hmm. I don't think anything woke me up in the middle of the night. So I think then I slept till our alarm at five. So nine to five. That's that's also, isn't that eight hours? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I would, I'm finding now, um. Midnight is actually a very natural time for me to fall asleep as long as cause I get up at about seven, mm-hmm. about seven, seven fifteen, As long as I sleep all the way mm-hmm. and I don't do that. I mean, I can wake up for a sec and rustle around and go back to go to the bathroom or something. But as long as I, you know, I'm able to get myself back down, that's about perfect for me. Yeah. About, about seven hours and a little change yeah. is great it's when those seven hours are jacked up or I have mm-hmm. weird dreams or I'm not really sleeping or, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean? tossing and turning. Yeah. That's when it's the problem. There's
0: no buffer at seven hours. There's no, no. like extra. <laughs> so if it starts right. to creep towards six and that's several right. nights in a row. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, whenever you do our more than mom episodes lead the way, we always go back and talk about when we were kids. And I love that. I think it's so fun, but I decided we're going to do that in the second half of the show. So we're okay. going to keep going with kind of what, how we are with sleep in this stage of life. But later on, we'll we'll get in our time machine. So my next question is, what is one good sleep habit you think you have? And then one that is maybe not so good right now in this phase?
1: Um, I'm typically really good at just getting in bed and going to sleep. Now, there are always times when that's different. Like I'm I'm going, you know, I've been going through a high stress time that makes it harder not to have your mind wandering and, you know, stuff like that. But right. like usually I'm good at getting in bed and doing things that help support that so reading or whatever right so that's a good habit um i don't even know if it's a habit or just a tendency like it just happens that way i don't have like and i don't have a super erratic schedule either i'm not Mm -hmm. like one night in bed at nine and one night in bed at two or whatever i keep it pretty pretty um pretty routine and i typically get enough sleep so my probably not so good habit is that in the morning i tend to lie around a lot Mm -hmm. if i get the chance and sometimes fall back asleep and i've just realized it's like it feels good when I'm doing it, but it's mm-hmm. really not very counterproductive or it's not very productive. And mm-hmm. It makes me feel foggy. And so, I mean, sometimes it's necessary if I really got a bad night's sleep and I have to like lie around or whatever, or I'm sick, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I I just think I'm better when I just get up and get my day going. So I'm working on changing that. It's funny when we travel together and
0: when you travel, everything's different anyway, but I actually love that about you. Like we probably get up around the same time, but I like get up and I'm (laughs) like, where's the coffee? Where's my ponytail? Like, let's go. (laughs) And you're like awake, but you're just, chilling and you just have lying your your there. breakfast in bed and you have your yeah. computer.
1: <laughs> I'll never stop doing that on vacation though. Yeah. It's like I I need time to ease into my into my day. Yeah. And so it's not the it's not the lying around part that's the problem. It's more like the not really being up part. Like not right. really being awake. So right. yeah. Yeah. So okay. What about you? Um so I the habit
0: that is not so good right now I actually think is falling asleep on the couch a little too early, this, this early to bed, early to rise. It's like, it is great. And it works really well for our lifestyle. And I really love my mornings, but, um, falling asleep before nine o'clock just feels like, feels like giving up kind of. (laughs) And, um, as much as I love our TV time in the evening, that is truly, it's not passive. We are actively watching a show together. It's like something we love to do together. But I, I really like, I used to only occasionally fall asleep on the couch in the middle of a show and now I almost always do it. So something, it, it could be as simple as changing my position when we're watching our mm. show and just making a clean yeah. break. Like now I am watching TV downstairs, then I'm going to get up, go wash my face. And then you get that list, a teeny little second wind. And I might even be able to read or something before bed, right. but this like, just, it, it just reminds me of like this slow slump to the end of the day where yeah. instead of an intentional, like now it is bedtime. I just sort of pass out on the couch. So I it's would like to, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would like to change that. Um, well, and one thing I was going to actually ask you when you said you fall asleep on the couch, like I have a, so for me to fall asleep on a couch would have to be a dire situation. Like really? that would never just, That's no, like, that would never just for happen me falling me. asleep
0: in the morning again that I would have to be, I would have to have like mono or something <laughs> the way that you say that you can go back to sleep at like nine in the morning. I would yeah. have to be on my deathbed.
1: That's that funny. Happen. Okay, so here's the problem with that, though. If I did, if I was in a place where I literally could fall asleep watching TV on the couch, like the the stars would have to align, I would have to be so fatigued. And the problem with that is, when I fall asleep like that, I get nervous. When sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the night I'm gonna go to bed super early. But there's a very good chance I'm gonna say as high as fifty percent that I will fall asleep immediately. And it's like that good feeling, like yeah. you get in bed, and you're so exhausted, and everything like you are feel warm and cozy, and yeah. like your eyes are heavy but there's a very good chance I will wake up 15 minutes later and be up and then be up. Yeah. Up. So yeah. I, that's very risky for me. So yeah. if I was in a place where I even could fall asleep on a couch, I'd already be like behind. Right. Like that yeah, would it would be, be not,
0: you'd be removing yourself from that situation. Yeah. That makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, I guess for, I, I think I have pretty good habits around sleep. Oh, one good habit I will mention is I stopped having my phone by my bedside. We talked about our New Year's intentions recently, but I stopped actually midway through 2018 Mm. or maybe beginning of 2018, a full year ago, having my phone by my bed. And that is a good habit. We talked about it in our last episode. Um, So I don't reach over for my phone, even if I'm up too early or in the middle of the night, it's just not there. And I have a different clock situation. And so that's a habit I feel good about. Um, okay. So tell me about your ideal bedding and covers situation. We talked about pillows is what you are sleeping on right now. Pretty good for you. And if not, what would you
1: change? So I'm a stickler for really nice sheets. Okay. I really like very soft sheets. Um, I like them to feel cool. I have a hard time with like flannel sheets. Right. can't get into that. Um, my bedding right now is this like ridiculous single lady bedspread about at target. And it's got like peacocks on it. Oh yeah, you
0: sent me a picture. And like
1: little gilded cages and then I bought like a fuzzy throw blanket for the end of the bed. Um my sheets are great. They're I think my pillowcases are actually Riley Home. That was our sponsor mm-hmm. and they're so soft. I love them. And then I think my sheets might be I don't know Calvin Klein or something. I probably got them at TJ Maxx. They're like high thread count. They're pretty thick. They're soft. They're sateen mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but the bedspread, I feel like might be a little hot. Oh, okay. I think it might be waking me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. something i have to figure something out i'm, I'm like not appropriately covered so, so actually the ideal for me would be like a hotel situation where they have yeah. those like really thin like like they do the double like double sheets and then they have that really thin soft light coverlet usually yeah oh i know what you mean but sometimes yeah. they have
0: a down comforter too
1: yeah and yeah. that's fine too. Those tend to breathe. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. It might also be that some nights I go to bed in pajama pants and sometimes yeah. I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I have socks on. Sometimes I don't. I, my heat kicks on. It's right next to my bed. Like I haven't quite yet figured out what's happening.
0: Do you feel like as we get older, we get more temperature sensitive at night too? I I feel, oh, yeah. like, I feel like. I
1: put that on our outline <laughs> in a couple Yes, I wake up often hot in the middle of the night. I
0: just feel like I notice temperature. Um, Mm. So, okay. So for me, um, I get my sheets at Costco. Someone once told me that, you know, there's things at Costco that are worth, or like totally worth it. And then there are others that aren't that much cheaper. And someone once told me that high-end sheets at Costco are like just a screaming deal and I have to say I haven't actually like done the math but whenever I've needed sheets and we do have a Costco membership I just remember that that like I could spend 70 bucks on a sheet set and it's like a $200 sheet set it's just the difference between what you're getting the quality so we've had a few different kind of that sateen um but they're always from Costco I like a fair amount of weight. Now I do have Mm. a gravity blanket. We can discuss this. I have a weighted blanket. I got it last year in the spring. I don't use it every night because it is like it's intense. It's intense mm. to have that weighted blanket on you. If I use it, it's really soft. It has this, um, duvet cover on it. That's like kind of velvety almost it's so soft, but if I do use it, I want nothing else, like no sheets. That's just it. And I kind of have to be in the mood for it. Um, so I kind of, and then it also, it's just awkward. Cause then I push all the rest of the bedding, like to the side, which <laughs> I feel like isn't fair to Brian. So I do love my weighted blanket, but it is not an every night. Situation. Um, I but speaking of that, I like a little weight. I like mm-hmm. to feel, I don't want to feel hot, but I do want to feel covered. So like yeah. if you get I would rather have the AC on or cool the room down and still be covered in blankets. I like that feeling of being
1: like uh, nestled cold, in. Cold but hot as yeah. what I call it. Or yeah. cold but warm. Um, I was actually running my AC into I want to say November at night. And here that's still, Yeah, yeah. But because it made me sleep so much right. better. Yeah. And having the cold and something of I think the house that you're in and the and the like I have a completely different experience in hotels or other people's houses mm-hmm. than I do in my own. Um, you've got that really airy room. Yeah. With that big ceiling fan. Yeah. Do you run that at night? So we just added a ceiling fan this past year
0: and we do run it. Um, if we run it too fast, it makes a noise that dis- yeah. that is annoying. So that is frustrating. But yes, we have. And that's why we put it in there because we we figured it would kind of cut down on AC a little bit just to move the air around.
1: So my bedroom is is you know, whatever size, it's just a normal sized bedroom, but it's in this little bungalow house. And the heat in this house is so efficient and effective that my house gets way too warm. Mm -hmm. So I turn the heat off at night, which I'm sure makes my kids crazy. (laughs) But like, that's, that's kind of the only way I can make it work. I've slept in other houses where I'm freezing and I want like an electric blanket and I want something really heavy. So I like the weight too, but right now it's kind of hard because I haven't figured out the the balance of the, the warmth what I'm, what I'm
0: thinking about as we talk about this is like, there were so many years where all I wanted was to sleep more than like four hours at a stretch. And I did not have the luxury of like thinking about what kind of covers I
1: want. (laughs) Like, I just didn't care at all. I was just like, can I just lie down on a horizontal surface? Can I just crawl into a hole?
0: So anyway, (laughs) if you're in that phase, someday you will get to be picky about your pillowcases and things like that. Um, Okay. So do you have, we've touched on this, but do you have any kind of fall asleep ritual at night? Do you read at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the way I work is I stay upright until I'm tired. Uh I don't get in bed before I'm tired.
0: Oh, that's funny. I pictured you like when you're working at night, I picture you working in bed.
1: Well, I often do, but I'm not in bed. I'm on my bed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I'm not in like, I'm sitting up. My okay. legs are on top of the cover. Okay. The okay. lights are all on. You know what I okay. mean? Yes. And, and that is interesting. Like, I know you're not supposed to have screens in your bed. That has never really been something that like stresses me out. Like right. I wouldn't watch a stressful show in bed right. at night, but I would definitely work on my computer. But it's like, it's just a different feeling. Like I have all the lights on in my room. I'm sitting up. I haven't right. brushed my teeth yet. I haven't put myself to bed yet. Right. And then once I put myself to bed, the, my contacts are yeah. out. All that stuff goes away. Um. And then I read and generally speaking, if I'm kind of doing all the rest of it, right. Like, so I'm getting enough exercise. I'm sleeping the right, the appropriate amount at night. Not too much, not too little, blah, blah, blah. Right. It takes about 10 minutes for me to fall asleep. Okay. To where like, I can't even focus my eyes anymore. And that's what I, that's what I strive for. That's what I like. I like that feeling. I don't, really want to lie in bed and read for an hour and a half or right. two. Cause then I just end up getting a second wind. So.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Do you have any, like, do you have any music or white noise
1: or anything like that? And do you need the, room? I like silence, silence and darkness. I like utter. I like the sounds of silence. My room is dark, but I'm not one of those people. Like I have the shades drawn, but I don't, I'm not bothered by like streetlights outside. Right. I don't have blackout curtains. Um, I have noticed I do better. My, the face on my, um, my clock, even though even though I can turn it all the way down to the dimmest setting, I still do better if I turn the clock toward the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. That's like really the only thing. Oh, and I have this um, I have this phone charger that like is a battery one. Mm-hmm. And I was having a hard time sleeping a few nights in a row. And then I realized it's because it blinked like the lights Yeah, I think I'm sensitive to that
0: kind of thing, too, without really realizing yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So like steady outside light doesn't really bother me as long as it's kind of out there and right. not in my room. Or like if there's like a hall light on that doesn't bother me. But like electric light, like close to my face. Yeah. Will keep me awake. Yep.
0: No, I just switched my bedside alarm clock because I had gotten this one that was so bright on accident I got it on Amazon and it was just just that persistent like like in a mosquito buzzing it was just yeah. slightly too bright um so I'm the same I I it's funny I like the idea of white noise and all my kids sleep with white noise in their rooms not that they need it it's more so that I don't worry about waking them up like I it just I like the way it just sort of buffers extra noise yeah. Um but my issue with having white noise for myself is I also want to be able to hear things in the night mm. if I need to get up. Like I have kids who still will call out if uh Violet will still call out if she needs to go to the bathroom. She could go on her own but she just doesn't. She calls out for me. And so I have this kind of paranoia about having white noise that's so loud next to me that I don't hear what I need to hear. And yeah. you know, I'm 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 rapidly exiting that phase but I still kind of I sleep with my door open so that I can hear. I, I want to know when my kids like stumble out to go to right. the bathroom. They're still fairly young. We have stairs. Like I don't want anybody sleepwalking or anyway. So I like, yeah. I do sleep well with white noise when I have given myself the luxury, but it, it's not a part of my routine because I, it makes me anxious to to block yeah, everything. No, I, out.
1: I understand. I'm kind of the same way. Like I get weird about not knowing what's going on in my environment. Yeah. I think that I, I used to be better at sleeping with music in my ears or like, with the TV on or a fan running or something. And now I just find it like, I just want to hear nothing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I want to be alert or if I'm just used to it. Yeah. And if I'm in
0: like a busy city hotel or something, I don't mind ambient, I don't know, ambient is maybe, I'm not sure if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't bother me at all because it's not my concern, but in my immediate environment, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Okay. Those super loud air conditioners they always have in
0: Yes, and and especially when they (laughs) kick on suddenly. My house air conditioner does that. When it kicks on, it's so loud. Um, Okay, so are there any sleep issues that you have noticed as you get older or that you kind of are looking ahead and anticipate down the road?
1: So I'm, I'm not going to call it a hot flash because I'm not ready to get to be there yet. Yeah. But I definitely have moments of heat late at night. And I've honestly had those since I was in my early 30s. Yeah, so they can I don't be hormonal. Yeah, you can, Yeah, they yeah. can be hormonal
0: anytime, I think.
1: But like I and it's it's always around like 334, 430. And I just wake up super hot and I've gotten really good at just kicking the covers off. Right. And and then at some point I'm freezing and I put them back on and I'm fine. Um, I, I could see that I do think. There's something that happens now and I I don't, I haven't really been able to link it specifically to dreams or what's going on in my life or whatever, but there's this thing where sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night with my heart racing, super anxious and I can't figure out why. And that takes me a long time to come back.
0: That's happened to me before, um, but I don't not like really randomly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So I, I have had those kind of like night sweats, usually postpartum, but I will randomly have them like two or three times a year. And I always think it's like, hormones or yeah. Like it's not like you said, it's not menopausal yet. But the, definitely something to look forward to. Um, the one that comes up for me is this waking up early. And I mean early too early. Like, so mm. while 10 to 5 is great, 10 to 530, like my ideal if I slept in would even be like, you know, 10 30 to 6 30. But my dad is a natural early riser, as I am, and I always has been. And um, he, he has trouble staying asleep until five o'clock. And that is totally something I could see happening uh, to me. And that's
1: like an older person thing, like the older you get. Exactly. The more, but yeah. we're
0: starting out as like already we're 5am people. And right. so that's what, and he, you know, it's a bummer because then you're so tired at night yeah. or so tired in the middle of the day. And when I go through bad periods of sleep, that's often what it is. It's not, it's not an issue of falling asleep. It's not a bad quality of sleep. It's like get in this cycle of, I I wake up at 345 and then can't go back to sleep. Um, And I don't have a lifestyle right now where I could like go back to sleep till eight. So I have to get up by five or six. And then then is it a nap or do I just go to bed at eight? And then it just repeats all over again. So I anticipate that. What do you do in those situations? Do you try to go back to sleep or do you just get up? Um, I wouldn't get up in the threes. I have gone through long phases right. where I will lie. And I just, like you said the other day, like um when you, when it was happening to you, I just try and kind of accept it and be like, okay, it's, not, I'm not going to stress out about it. Um, But I will let myself get up at 4.15 or 4.30 if I, if yeah. I can't sleep and I'll go through phase, but right after the time change, because the time, the, the one hour time change kind of did that to me. And then it took a long time to get that out of my system. Um, and I would just get up at 4 30 and start reading or working. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I had a couple times in the last couple weeks where I woke up. I want to actually maybe say it was even before the holiday where I woke up randomly, super, super early, like 4 30, and realized that e- it, the worst thing in the world is when you lie there and toss and turn for an hour and right. then realize like you've wasted an hour. Right. You're probably not going to get back to sleep. And even right. if you do go- Back to sleep. You have to get up like in an hour, so you'll feel worse. So I just got up, and it was weird. Like that's so unusual for me to get up that early. I'm kind of wandering around my house, like, what do I do? (laughs) Like, no one's there's no one to talk to. Yeah, there's no no one's awake. But I actually kind of loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can love it in that moment, and then it kind of makes me grumpy later because it'll be like nine in the morning, and I'll feel like I've been up for an entire day. You know. Yeah, and
1: I opted not to nap because I knew that that would just kind of reset me on this weird pattern I was in. But I, and then t- two days in a row I was up unusually early and then I kind of just adjusted. Yeah. Um, you mentioning time changes, I've always kind of sat back and chuckled to myself at how much time changes throw some people off. They've never really thrown me off that much. And I don't know if it's just because my sleep schedules have never been that routine yeah. where it's like super like I'm always going to bed at the same time and always up at the same time. But they throw you off more, don't they?
0: Well, I I only noticed it this year. I wouldn't have said that I was someone who was that sensitive about it, but I think because I'm so sensitive in the early mornings that getting up every day at five and then having five become four that yeah. it, that hit me harder this year. And I, I feel like that's a I don't know, just something about getting older. And and because that time of day is very regular for me, it just yeah. took a while. And it's also right before the holidays and like I, I do feel like yeah. that early waking is probably a stress symptom for me too or something, mm-hmm. you know, I just once I'm slightly awake then I can't go back or whatever. So I've been sleeping great until our alarm lately. So no complaints. That's nice. Okay, last question before our ad break. And is in general,
1: do you remember your dreams? Y- y- um, <laughs> 50% of the time, yeah. Okay. I'm always aware when I have dreamt. Uh-huh. Um, I can usually pick out a snippet yeah. or two from the dream. But dreams are so so freaky in yeah. the way that you wake up and you remember everything and then you forget it. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. And every time I think I won't forget this time, I always do. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, mm. I, I'm kind of the same. I remember some of it, some of the time. Um, My husband has insanely detailed dreams and remembers them almost every morning. And he Mm -hmm. dreams crazy. He dreams, like my dreams are usually just manifestations of regular life with adding some, yeah, they add some amount, some like weird twist or some person I haven't thought about in a while. Like, but they're, they're rooted in reality. And Brian dreams about things like flying. He dreams about, being other people like I had a dream I was George Clooney or whatever like so his it's always fascinated me um but I don't
1: I mean I yeah yeah. I I sometimes will and those are ones that I remember like the memorable they feel like I'm in a movie and that's really fun but like usually it's like oh it's really weird I was talking to this person then they shape-shifted into this other person but but I was just at the grocery store right in in my regular life do you (laughs) remember when we
0: were in that little cabin and I had a nightmare that someone was breaking in and I was whimpering in my sleep I don't think that happens very often, but it was
1: so funny. You were like, (laughs) I I,
0: I was having a true nightmare. Like the kind I was dreaming that someone was basically like breaking into our little cabin and we were staying in a cabin that was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like there were, there were these casitas, but they were spread out. And so there was nowhere. And so it was kind of based in reality, which made it that much scarier. And someone was like right at the sliding doors. And I was trying to, you know, like where you can't scream, you're trying to scream and you can't scream. And you were like, um, Sarah, (laughs) you might
1: want to wake up. That doesn't happen very
0: often, but.
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: Okay, we're going to keep going on sleep, but we're going to start to go back in time a little. And this is where we have to relive some of the really tough years that a lot of our listeners are in right now. Yes. So when you had a million babies in a row, that's what I wrote in our <laughs> outline. <laughs> um, what, was the yes. Har- yes. what was the hardest part about night waking for you? I mean, I know you were night waking. You had a whole bunch of babies yeah. all in a row. But was, was there one part that just felt particularly painful or that you look back and you're like, oh, that was so hard?
1: you know, for me, like I always took like infants waking up to nurse and stuff in stride. I wasn't Mm -hmm. thrilled about it, but I also co-slept, which helped a lot with that. But, um, for me, it was like the, it was like the stuff that I didn't see coming. That was bad. So like whining kids standing in your room Mm -hmm. because they want, you know, another drink of water vomiting. Oh my gosh. Vomiting is the absolute worst thing to wake up to. Like in general, when like, the kids are at an age or something, but you think they should just be over it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know Whatever exactly what you mean. Whatever it is they're not. Yes. It's like it adds not just the waking up, which is a bummer, <laughs> but it also, it takes you by surprise because you don't expect it. Yep. And then you're like annoyed that it's happening.
0: Yeah, you're. All. I would. I would say more than annoyed. I have been ragey in the yes. night just because for those things where you just feel like, why is this still happening? And you know, there's a lot of parenting that still happens yes. in the middle of the night, and we're just not our best. You can we're have, not our best. We can have you all know, the tools in the toolkit during the day, <laughs> but like I have, yeah, I have yeah. bribed,
1: yelled, cried. Like it's yes. just hard. Well, I've talked a lot about Owen's uh, nighttime. I don't know. I don't even know. Specialties. What it. Nighttime <laughs> needs um, that have been different throughout his life, but have always been a little odd. And one of the things that he did, I'm going to say from the age of like seven until pretty old, like 10 or 11, he would just stand by my bed silently mm-hmm. and it would spook me awake. Yeah. Like, I can't. You, mean, yeah. like, you know, that feeling like you're yes. being watched. Yes. <laughs> and he would. Just, I don't have any idea how long he was standing there. <laughs> And I would wake up and scream because there's a human being just staring, staring at you, not touching me or anything, not making any noise. Um, I said I kept like blankets next to my bed and finally was like, oh, and if you come in and you really you really just need to be in here, just just lie down. Yeah. Yeah. Lie down on the floor and don't don't scare me awake because it's really unpleasant. So
0: (laughs) at least he was kind of old enough to like take those instructions at that point. I feel like mine, I mean, there's many things that were traumatic, but the one that felt really hard in addition to the ones you said, because I totally agree about the things that like you think they should be over. But I, my, my second and third kids both got pretty decent bronchial, you know, when they'd get a cold, it would turn into a cough and um, the coughs would be worse at night and we would try all the tricks. But I think at, at a certain point, I just developed kind of Anxiety about it, so you'd put mm. them to bed, and even if they weren't super sick, I'm not talking about like, oh, their fever's high. We know we're going to be up all night. It's more the lingering right. cough, like, okay, oh, yeah. we've been dealing with this cold. going to put them to bed. They're otherwise fine. I've probably been up all night a few nights in a row, and you hear the cough start yes. at like nine o'clock, and then you hear, it. and I'm still awake because I haven't gone to bed yet, and I just my whole body would just absorb yeah. that tension because. Sometimes the kids would actually sleep through the coughing the entire night. Other times it might wake them up. We might have to do the breathing treatment or, you know, go into... i just not sure. I'm just not sure. And it's usually yes. so many nights in a row. And I just, I, I have like a, a physical sensation of like, oh no, not the coughing, not the coughing. Like, here yes. we go. So that's one particularly traumatic memory. I mean, every once in a while it will still happen. Reed still will cough at night if he has a cold, but oh my gosh, it's so much better. I feel like that was so many years and it would just... I'd hear it. They might have not even coughed during the day, but it's something about that nighttime cough. And it was like, here we
1: go. Here we go again. Were you were you ever vomited on? Oh, like, I'm sure I was. I remember that feeling. Yeah. That smell so yeah. well. More
0: likely it's Oof. that I was summoned by a crying kid who was who had vomited in their sleep and didn't know yeah. what was happening, but then but then we're already all in it. So yes. yeah. Oof. I mean definitely been vomited on. Um yeah. do you have in the same vein do you have a specific memory of a particularly sleep deprived period of yeah. months or years that comes again, to mind?
1: And again I mean this is Owen and and it, it's funny because I'm sure I actually was sleeping more at night when this was happening than I did when I had a newborn right but it just felt different. So Owen developed night terrors and they lasted from about the time he night weaned so around you know toddler probably mm-hmm. a little less than 2 until he was, I said four, but honestly, I think it might've lasted. I think it just changed mm-hmm. into something different. Um, he would, and I, I always kind of wonder if he was always having them, but when I was nursing him at night, maybe he just calmed down faster. I don't really know. Right. When, you were probably so
0: responsive that you were almost right. anticipating or something. Exactly. Like you were like, here's a boob.
1: Yeah, here, here, just take <laughs> it. He had this thing where he, he screamed. Like he yeah. would just scream and scream and scream and stare off into space. Yeah. And there was nothing. you could do you couldn't wake them up yeah and the first time it happened we had guests in the house and like finally someone comes up and they're like do we need to call the ambulance like and I knew what it was I'd read about night terrors but you don't know what that's like happened like every night for a month then it kind of kind of was like more like two three nights a week um for a year and then it got down to where it was just every now and then Okay. But we couldn't figure out what it was. Did he have to go to the bathroom? Like, yeah. Did he, and, and he didn't know, and he couldn't wake up and yeah. tell us it was awful. Yeah. Really, really bad. So that, and that was like that. It's all of the things that you don't want to happen at once. A, when you go to bed at night, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So there's anxiety. And, and you're
0: already, you're just bracing yourself.
1: You're bracing yourself. Um, you're part of that. I did have a baby. Clara was born yeah. around the time he was three and a half. So some of that time I had, I was pregnant or had yeah. been born. It was just like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And stress because who wants to wake up to a literally screaming Screaming. child?
0: Screaming. Well, I mean, night terrors are their own topic, but if anybody out there is dealing with them, um, it is kind of, there's good, there is good information out there. Like you said, you had read up about them. You kind of knew what to do. And it's a thing that happens to a lot of kids, but oh my gosh, I've only experienced one and it was kind of a fluke, but I know, I know people who have gone through what you've gone through and it's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So my zombie period that I just, that popped into my mind first was, having my second baby so I had a two-year-old and then Reed just never you know like with the newborns like they're up a lot in the beginning and then at least what I thought at the time was like those stretches just lengthen they go from up every hour to every two to every three to every four and maybe they get up a few times a night like but you you there's a progression Reed never progressed so he (laughs) he slept in one and a half to two hour increments from the day he came home from the hospital for four or five months. And so there was no improvement. There was no like, oh, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, last night was like pretty good. Like they did a four or five hour (laughs) stretch or like, oh my gosh, there was none of that. And I just was so, so the cumulative effect of being up every two hours and it was just me because I was nursing. So, and Brian was working. So it wasn't really, we couldn't really job share very much at that point. And I just remember feeling like this has gone on too long. Like I need some kind of break or some kind of, sign that it's going to get better. And he never really was a great nighttime sleeper for the first year. Little did I know yeah. I would have a much worse sleeper even after that. But that mm. stretch of time of having a toddler and I was home with a toddler. It was summer in Arizona and I I had no work. There was no break. I was just I was staying home full time. My husband was gone during the day. And so I, I didn't really I couldn't take naps, really. Maybe I did when the two year old napped. But what are the chances they're both going to be napping? It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Isaac was like that. And after Jacob, who was a pretty good sleeper, it was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then after Isaac, um, I had Will and I thought there was something wrong with him because he <laughs> slept five hours at a stretch. I'm like, there's something wrong with my baby. <laughs> he sleeps a lot. So, and then of course, Owen was even worse. So Sometimes you get like that. Yeah. You think,
0: This is as bad as it can get. Oh, another thing I did was I was convinced (laughs) that there was a little bit of reflux going on with this waking. Not so much that he was like in terrible pain, like babies with bad reflux, but just enough that it was keeping him from staying in a deep sleep. And then every time he woke up, I'd nurse him. So then he had more to digest. And so I decided to cut out caffeine during this period of time and I didn't that just make it worse it made me so angry and so yeah it was and it didn't really help I do think he had maybe mild mild dairy stuff and I think I tried to cut out dairy but those decisions are so it's so foggy I was already so tired and so yeah cutting out caffeine was probably one of the dumbest things I've ever done I don't think it made a difference just made me angry
1: I'm having a flashback to that feeling of true bone deep sleep yes. deprivation. And we yes. talk about that in the episode that we did about sleep deprivation, yeah. but where your eyes feel like they're burning. Your eyes like, hurt. I was just going to yes, say your that. Eyes your hurt. eyes hurt. They oh. feel heavy in your head and they feel like there's like a, a blanket of like lint over them or something. It's <laughs> Can been you behind feel dumb? Them You feel yes. so
0: dumb. Yeah. Ooh, sorry guys. I know there's some Ooh. of you who are in that. I'm really sorry. Okay. So now before we wrap, we're going to go further back in time. Do you have any memories or know from any family stories of what kind of
1: sleeper you were as a kid? Oh, I remember it very well. <laughs> I was a super night owl. Um, I went to, my mom sent me to bed pretty early. Honestly, probably it would have been better if she'd let me stay awake a little longer. Yeah, I've, been, I've tried to kind of be a little more flexible about the times kids who insist they really don't need to go to bed at eight 30 because right. I remember being sent to bed. Yeah way earlier than i was tired and then just lying there yeah and not and then you kind of your brain starts going and that's when you get yourself all worked up um i would read under the covers and after a while just shut the door and read not under the covers because it's not paying attention and stay up way too late and then i was a zombie in the morning so that was my it was my pattern for many years okay i don't actually have a strong memory of the going
0: to bed like i don't know what time i was sent to bed but i don't think i had big problems but Not surprisingly, my memory is at sleepovers. I was always the first one awake in the morning, probably not at 5 a.m. I mean, but still it was the first one and kind of being like, okay,
1: what do I do till my friends wake up? So some things never change. I remember being so grumpy about my friends who wanted to watch Saturday morning cartoons. (laughs) <laughs> because they would be like, get up, get up, get up. I'm like, oh, this is a dumb card. I'm not getting up. <laughs> this is To watch gummy bears or whatever's on at this time. Like it was never the good stuff on at seven. It's I didn't so want to watch whatever that was. Old so Hanna funny. Barbera stuff. So um yeah, that was me. I was the friend you couldn't wake up because I was I wanted to sleep till 10. That's really funny.
0: Um, well, speaking of sleeping in, what is the latest in your life that you've ever slept in?
1: I mean, I'm sure at some point in my life I slept all day. Like I bet I had one of those days in college where like I slept until two got up eight and went back to bed. I'm sure of it, but I don't yeah. really remember. I mean, the latest I could pin that I have slept in any time in the last 10 years would probably be 11.
0: Yeah. 11 is I mean, again, we're talking me who's like such a natural early bird. But in college, if I was staying up late consistently enough, I do remember 11 and maybe even going back to sleep till 12 or 1. Yeah. I mean, that I would have had to have gone to bed at 4 in the morning, though, for that right. to happen. And it just, that didn't happen that often. So I just, because I've always, my whole life, been such an early riser, I always felt so, like, such a sense of accomplishment if I really slept in. Like, almost like, oh, my gosh, I'm <laughs> like a normal. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you just have any general memories about what you thought about sleep when you were say a teenager, young adult, yeah. you had kids really young. But I, I'm I'm asking because I think teenagers need so much sleep and you have yes. teenagers in your house, but I don't have a lot of memories of like thinking about sleep the way we think about it as adults. Well,
1: I kind of think that probably the typical school schedule just fit your natural sleep yeah. patterns more than they fit mine. Yeah. So for me sleep was always a struggle because okay. I always late the first hour and my hair always looked like crap because I couldn't, you know, like I just couldn't wake myself up enough right. to like do my hair all the way before I went to school. I remember going to school with wet hair and it would freeze on the way to oh school. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I remember just wishing I could sleep in longer. Like yeah. really, really thinking that I would be a more functional. By the time I got to like second or third hour, I was fine. Yeah. But it was like that first hour and I had choir. And I remember too thinking like, it's great that I have choir because I don't have to think that hard, but also have to stand the entire yeah. first hour. And that yeah. was awful. Um. And then I had kids really young and that you know, being 20 years old with a baby meant that I had to get a lot less sleep than I really, really craved at that time. So yeah. yes, I've, I am very well, I'm very well tuned into like what levels I, I wouldn't say I was sleep deprived. That's not it. Right. Cause I wasn't going through my day in a fog. I would just say I was getting up earlier than my body wanted to yeah, consistently.
0: That, that makes sense. I, one of my memories from high school is that I was staying up I mean, I was still a teenager. I wasn't always going to bed at 9 o'clock. So I remember staying up on the phone until you know, 12 or 1 o'clock a lot of the time and then getting up at 6 and I would come home from school and take a nap. And mm. and yep. I don't remember if I thought this was like a, a good system or just a reactionary system but I do remember how hard it was. So I'd get home from school, probably have a snack and I would lay down on my bed, take a nap and I had dance every day. I mean, I danced every day and I want to say ballet. It was like at 4.15 or 4.30. So I didn't have a lot of time and I remember how hard it was to pull yeah. my head off the pillow. So I really was, I was definitely I don't know if sleep deprived is the right word, but I was going to bed too late for how early I was getting up. But the mornings, I, it's not the struggle. I remember in the mornings, it's the these afternoon naps that then I would just. It was like my body was like honey, and I just had to yeah. like fall out of bed. But do you I,
1: remember the feeling of being able to like fall asleep on your desk? I I remember I putting my head down on my yes. desk for a minute and just falling asleep. Like I could never do that now. But it's you're when teenagers expend so much yes. energy. They're active. You're busy. You're up. Yeah. You're talking. You're thinking. You're just like going, going, going. Yep. And you really, they just need, their brains are not really developing. Yeah, and trying. they fire at night, right? Like <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. there's things that are
0: happening at night that adults, yeah. yeah. One time in college, I fell asleep in the library when I was studying abroad in England and it gets dark so early there in the winter that I fell asleep and it was broad daylight and I woke up and it was pitch dark and I was oh like, gosh. oh my gosh, how long have I been Did here? I sleep all but it was just, it was like four o'clock, but. That's so funny. Yeah.
1: You know, and I think that there's there's a flip side, right? Because like having kids young, like, I had to deal with sleep deprivation before I was ready for it. However, you were young. I'm So glad yeah. I don't have it now because the older I get, the less I can deal. Like yeah. I'm just bad at it now. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't hit the same second wind that carries me through anymore. Yeah. Now I just, just want to give up. Well, and
0: anybody <laughs> who is a mom who's been through it knows this, but like, like anything else, it's a muscle. So you get pretty good on like yeah. five hours, like five hours or a couple of three hour stretches. You can like, you can like have a full work day on that when you're in, when you're doing that consistently, it's not healthy. I'm not saying it's good, but you get good at doing it. And then now if you or I had one of those nights of sleep, we would cancel everything the next day. Like we just wouldn't be able to hang. So that's funny. Um, Okay. So before we wrap up, wanted to let new listeners know and anybody who missed it that we have an episode from our regular Tuesday episodes. That's more about how to practically handle sleep deprivation as a mom. So it's kind of like, there's some self care mixed in there and like just how, if you're sleep derived, how can you best like make it through the day? So that would be a nice pairing to this one. It's episode 87 and it's from exactly two years ago. So scroll back to January of 2017. We do so much commiserating in it. Yes. (laughs) And I was actually based on a blog post I wrote when I was about to have my third child. So I was like thinking about, okay, here I go. Like, I know this is coming. How can I set myself up for not success, but like survival? So um, it's a good one to listen to too if you're about to have a baby because it was written with that that in mind. Um, and then wanted to let you guys know that on Tuesday we are going to be talking about kids and chores, which is a huge topic and just a really good one for all ages. So make sure you are subscribed if you're a new listener, and so that that pops up in your feed. And Megan, this was fun. Do you want a really nap fun. now? Do you want to go take a nap? No,
1: I actually think I'm going to go do something active. So I'm, I'm, it's it's the time of day I might have a, like a little slump. So.
0: Yeah, no naps, no cat naps. No
1: naps for me.
0: All right, guys, we'll talk to you Tuesday. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
0: Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code TheMomHour. Go to Erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code the mom hour to save 20%.
1: The mom hour is brought to you by the essential calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time.
0: Yeah. And with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get ten percent off your order at theessentialcalendar.com dot slash the mom hour. That's ten percent off at theessentialcalendar.com dot slash the mom hour.